Peace, everybody. Uh, I am Danielle, and welcome to Danielle Speaks. I am excited about this whole process of creating a podcast and, you know, getting my voice heard. And not only just getting my voice heard, but just, like, speaking my truth and talking my shit. I am a, well, a little bit about myself. I am a 27-year-old uh, mother of four. I am a Dallas, Texas native. A Texas, Texas, detail, detail. <laughs> but yeah, I am a daughter. I am a sister. I am a friend. I am a lover. I am a fighter. I am all of the. I am that I am. Let's just say that. But let's move on uh, with that little small intro. And I may do like a Q&A later on, like if people want to know more about me. Or, you know, just simple questions about just my opinions on, you know, whatever. But I want to say I am like, I don't know, I'm just getting so much confirmation in the process of me doing this. That is something that I should not have been waiting to do. Uh, I feel that self-expression is one of those things that black people don't get to get to do, especially when you know you're, you're little and you have all these ideas and you want to just like run them down and, and try it and do this and I feel like it's something that us as um in our culture we don't get to, to, to do as much because you know when you're small and you have those ideas like I want to do this and I want to do that and you know you have people around you mainly your loved ones that go you can't do that don't do that that's not a good idea that ain't gonna make you no money or uh that ain't gonna get you nowhere you wasting your time like all of that type of stuff so I feel that I have made a big uh, a milestone today because I have been wanting to do this, like I said, and I just said, hey, I'm going to do it. It is what it is. So I, I just want to say welcome. If you are listening to me and if you have tuned in, I'm sending you love and light and peace. And I just want to say welcome and you are appreciated for just being who you are. I want to touch on a lot of different subjects that, you know, may be sour in our community Um, or just in the world period, I want to touch on things that a lot of people turn the blind eye to. I want to just kind of get real and authentic about my approach on just telling it like it is and, you know, speaking and saying it like it is. Um, Eventually, I will have, like, people that I feel, you know, that are important to, to just us you know like when it comes to that truth to to come in and speak their truth and say what they have to say and and chime in and do the do the damn thing so I am going to end this on a light note and later on today I'm going to drop another segment on my very first topic um concerning uh my views on whatever topic it is that I choose (laughs) So I just want to uh, send love and light to everybody once again, and I'm out. (laughs) Peace, peace, everybody. It is Danielle, and I am back with Danielle Speaks, and I am super excited. 
about just the love and support that I've already been getting um, for this podcast. I just want to say I appreciate everyone and I'm grateful for, you know, the likes, the shares, the comments, just all of that. I appreciate it. Um, Today is going to be my first official episode where I talk about a topic, topics on topics, and I'm just going to go in. It's going to be more so about an article that I ran across probably about a few months ago and I didn't really pay attention to it or take heed to it but it kind of like was like still in the back of my brain and I'm like wait what is that right did I read that right and then you know I go to google (laughs) and I do a google search and it's like bam article after article after article so um the article that I'm referring to would be about how by 2053 the medium wealth for black people will be at um zero zero we will be at a zero amount of zero dollars and just before I go into details on you know facts I just got to speak on my emotions toward it 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 bothers me so much because I look around and I see how we as a people have chosen to want to be more like anybody else but than ourselves. Like we try to, we try to go be a part of everybody else's culture. We try to go be a part of everybody else's thing instead of trying to be true to the essence of who we are and find out who we are. And I think this is, uh, has a lot to do with media, um, self-awareness I mean it's a, it's a number of things but I just don't it's not sitting well with me how we're just allowing you know government assistance um working nine to fives uh just to, to, to get us by I don't I don't see how we're comfortable with this I don't see how we're not every day striving to try to figure out, okay, who can I connect with? Where can I connect to? How can I get me and myself together and better my people? We have such a selfish way of thinking towards one another. You know, we're so focused on, oh, well, she thinks she cute or he think he, he think he own. And that's so small compared to what we're, what we're facing. Um, I'm going to read from this article. It's a Forbes article and article came out February 18, 2015. It's called The Racial Wealth Gap, Addressing America's Most Pressing Pressing Epidemic um, by Brian uh, Thompson. Uh, I really got a lot from this article. And it kind of just like opened my eyes more onto what I had read prior to kind of give me a better full understanding of like what, what this actually is and what's going on with us. So basically, I'm going to start. The wealth gap measures the difference between the median wealth of blacks versus the median wealth of whites. Whites, <clears throat> excuse me. Almost all studies calculate wealth by adding up total assets, which would be like your cash, retirement accounts, home, etc. And then um, subtracting the liabilities, which would be your credit card debts, student loans, mortgage, that type of things. Result, th- this is the resulting figure is going to be your net worth. Um. I'm reading, this is not me reading him, so it's going to be speaking, you know, from his POV. Uh, as I've figured, as I've argued before, network is probably the most important measure of overall financial health. Um, and ma- 
matters more than income because high earnings unfortunately don't always translate into financial security. Um, I experienced this often in representation of taxpayers before the IRS. So I'm going to go down and talk about some statistics. According to the New York Times, for every $100 in white family wealth, black families hold just $5.04. Y'all, I'm going to repeat that. I'm just going to repeat that. According to the New York Times, for every $100 in white families wealth, black families hold just $5.04. Okay. The Economic Policy Institute found that more than one in four black households have zero or negative net worth compared to less than one in 10 white families without wealth. I can't even get comfortable in my seat talking about this because I just, it, it hurts. It's like you wanna cry and get mad and you know, just be like, well, fuck it, fuck everything because this is our reality and we've gotten ourselves here because the tools are here. The knowledge has been here. You know, it, it's all been laid out, set in stone. It's not like they're hiding things from us. Now, if anything, we could talk about that on a later segment, but they're hiding who we are, our true identity. Like they're hiding who we are as people. That's what they're hiding. But they're, they're not hiding ways to create wealth or, you know, go and start your own business or just, be a buyer instead of a consumer. Um, the Institute for Policy, Study, Policy Studies recent report, uh, The Road to Zero Wealth, how the racial divide is hollowing out uh, the Americans' middle class, showed that between 1983 and 2013, the wealth of the median black household declined 75% from $6,800 to $1,700. And the medium Latino household declined 50% from 4,000 to 2,000. And at the same time, wealth for the medium white household increased 14% from $102,000 to $116,000. <laughs> okay. Um, if you don't see what's going on here, then, you know, I just kind of feel like you deserve to be one of those people who are just going to be like outside shaking a can asking for some help because it's here you know we get on facebook we get on instagram we check our emails we text we do all of this we do all of that i mean i'm at the library right now this shit is free to come and educate yourselves on what you need to do to improve yourself and your family's wealth i'm not sitting here preaching to y'all saying i'm the richest person i'm not going through my own personal struggles and i'm not you know struggling with poverty poverty but i'm also not one of those people who is not educating themselves not stepping not putting in those steps to break those generational curses of you know brokenness broken families um unwealthy like i'm breaking it so i just came to uh, a realization that if you knew better you do better and a lot of us don't know Hence me telling y'all this. <laughs> okay, I'm going to read a little bit more of this article, and then I'm just going to kind of um, talk more about other research that I found concerning this topic. Um, he goes in to say that you might think that the economic outlook for the black community and other people of color have 
gotten better lately. And well, I'm on, I'm gonna speak on that. I thought, I really thought we was doing okay. You know, um, despite the whole black president thing, you know, I never, I, I got my own views on Obama. I'm not gonna go there, but hey, y'all can have it. I just knew, like, despite us having a black president and you know all of these black people who are in power. That we were doing okay, you know, that we were like going towards a road of betterment and improvement and it was hope, but it is definitely not, you know. I know for a fact that these things have been set, set up this way from like the beginning of time and, you know, this article is going to prove, prove my, my point furthermore. So, um, yeah, um. Hold on one second. I lost my place. Okay. Okay. Um, yet that article shows the road to a zero wealth shows that far that we're far from getting better. The total economic picture for black people is still deteriorating. Um, in fact, like by next year, 2020, um, black and Latino households are projected to lose even more wealth. 18% for the former, 12% for the latter. Um, and after those declines, the median white household will own 86 times more wealth than its black counterpart and 68 more times and 68 times more wealth than the Latino one. This is this is so this is this is hurt, hurtful. You know, I'm just speaking on my I have to put my emotion into it. I have to put my two cents. This is this is making me like I'm, I'm starting to get angry now. Like I was emotional about it at first, but now I'm starting to get angry. It's starting to piss me off. If this trend continues, the median black household wealth will hit zero by 2053, 30 years from now. So how did this happen to us? The term systematic racism ruffles a lot of feathers, but that's it's just what it is. Um, it often triggers emotional arguments how people feel about racism and its effects. Yet concrete data over um, long periods of time shows very clearly that, excuse me, uh, systematic racism exists. Um, blacks were historically prevented from building wealth by slavery and Jim Crow laws. If you are a black and you do not know what the Jim Crow laws are, please go look it up right now. Please go look it up and just dig into that. And maybe that'll kind of spark some type of flame under your ass on why it's important for you to, 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 to grasp this. Okay. Um, and basically... The government policies, including the Homestead Act, the Chinese Exclusion Act, and even the Social Security Act were often designed to exclude people of color. For example, in the 1930s, at a part, as a part of the New Deal, the Federal Housing Administration created loan programs to help make home ownership accessible to more Americans. The government created, they created these things, and I'm, I'm telling y'all, I have seen these type of things. I've seen these type of color-coded maps, and where it shows you, okay, these are the high crime areas and these are what they call, quote unquote, this is exactly what they call high opportunity areas. Like this is what they call them. So the government created color colored maps, green for good neighborhoods and red for bad neighborhoods to determine who got these loans. Spoiler alert, many in neighborhoods were just designated as red because blacks and other people of color lived in them. This process, known as redlining, systematically prevented them from not only getting home loans, but also encouraged develop developers in green areas to ex explicitly discriminate against non-whites. Have y'all ever seen The Raisin in the Sun? Okay. 
spooky. <laughs> Uh, the this often led households of color into wealth stripping land contracts where they paid um, really really high prices for homes they could lose very easily. I'm gonna not go. Oh well, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. I feel like this is important. The policies resulted in um, 98% of home loans going to white families from 1934 to 1962. Not only did the ability to purchase homes give whites the ability to acquire wealth, it also attracted new businesses to those neighborhoods, which increased property values and allowed those homeowners to access other wealth-building vehicles like going to college. As a result, wealth in the white communities compounded and passed to future generations. So what we want to do is, you know, First and foremost, like I said, educate yourself on what the is going on. And once you get educated, then we need to start getting active. Like, y'all get active with me. I get active with you. Get active with you. Like, we got to stop allowing, like, oh, you live in a different state or you live in a different city to stop us. Like, dude, we on the Internet. Like, we can hold conferences on the Internet. We can hold all types of things on the Internet to where we're setting this information out and trying to get people to know, like, there are ways to... Create some wealth. It's money out there for everybody. You just got to grab it. You got to go figure out how you can grab it, how you can get access to it, how you can um, start saving more, how you can start um, just investing in certain things. Um, so this is what we can do. Um, racial wealth and inequity is a huge problem that not only affect communities of color, but also will have a lasting impact on our country as a whole. Uh, some 70% of our economic growth comes from consumer spending. I think I said that. How we become consumers and not buyers. As black and Latino households grow to become the majority of the population, their inability to spend due to the lack of wealth and paying debt will slow economic growth. Oh, I can get that out. We owe it to ourselves and future generations to start correcting this problem now. So what do we do about it? First and foremost, we need to spread the word. As pointed out in the New York Times, but despite these staggering figures, we tend to forget or dismiss the research. Do, to, do your part to spread the word um, about GAP and help build the collective consciousness of the problem. That's what I want people to understand, the collective consciousness. Collective consciousness is very important. It's very, very, very important. Because it, it's one of those things, like, if your brother doesn't know something, teach him. Don't embarrass him. Don't make him feel bad. Like, especially when um, you really don't even know it yourself. Like, you really don't even know the ins and outs of everything yourself. So, reach one, teach one. Um, now is the time to be vigilant and understand we have a lot of work to do. Like, we got a lot, a lot, a lot of work to do. And... I feel like to keep yourself in sh informed, I'm going to go to this article too after I go, after I read this. Um, so y'all can kind of get a, 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 a better understanding on it. The mind-blowing research helps put in the perspective that severity of the situation and how the racial divide will help, will have a continuing negative impact on our community. Um, we got into this mess largely because government policies encourage wealth building for white, period. Um, and the detriment of black Americans and other, um, communities of color, you know, was kind of just put in their hands to fix it. We need to, we need policies that will help close the gap. Um, 
The response needs to be widespread, including a racial wealth divide audit, improved data collection, and tax reform. I'm not too educated on all of that, but I'm going to get educated on that because I, I, I kind of got lost right there. I'm not going to lie. I just want to know more about this whole situation and how I can help better myself and not only myself, but everybody that, that I know and I love. Um, the wealth divide isn't due to individual behaviors. However, because of the wealth insecurity, it's important that every, that ever, that it's more important than ever that households of color make smart decisions with their money. So we need to start stripping away the taboos around talking about money and promote education for issues that particularly affect people of color. That will involve making the financial industry more accessible to people of color um, and create, create more programs that um, help target these specific needs. And um, his, again, y'all, his name is Brian Thompson. And I appreciate this, this article because it kind of just like touched on the, the, the key points on what I was trying to understand, like how we got here. I also feel like, you know, a lot of the times we were, you know, the systematic racism I feel like that has a lot to do with it. But I also feel like, you know, we spend our money on some of the worst things. Like, we spend our money to make people who are already rich, richer. We spend our money on things that are making us die slowly. Like, food, for instance. We eat bad as as African Americans or blacks or however you want to categorize us. We eat bad. We are bad eaters. I went to this um, article, The Road to Zero Wealth, and I'm going to I'm pretty sure I have to dig for this, but I'm not going to read that. But I'm going to just leave the name for it for y'all to go research it. Uh, it's called The Road, the Racial Wealth Gap. I'm sorry. The Road to Zero Wealth, How to how the Racial Divide is Hollowing the America's Middle Class. And it's abbreviated as RZW. I just want to say... This has got to change. Things have got to change. People have got to change. And if we don't change, then we are going to be stuck, broke, depending on, you know, people who freed us to shit basically unfree us again because we'll be stuck in bondage. They had our minds in bondage and now they're going to put our money in bondage. All of that free and leeway to thinking that, hey, I can go work, I can go do this, I can go do that. What you gonna do when they replace that pro that, that that job that you have at the grocery store or that job that you have at that fast food place with a robot? It's happening. It's happening right now. What you gonna do when they replace you for a robot? You gonna go home and do what? I mean, I'm not knocking school. Uh school is important. I just feel like the way we've been educated is is, is wrong and it's allowed us to, to, to be stagnant and stuck in the point that we're at now. Uh, I feel like if we had opportunities where schools were teaching us about financial wealth at early ages, at the age of 14 and 13, when we start getting a little allowance that we do get, 
we would be so much better off as a, a people. I didn't know about certain things until I became a grown woman and got married. I didn't know about certain things. They didn't teach you that in school. And my family didn't teach me a lot because they didn't know. And I know I come from, um, and I know, I'm, I'm not saying I, I know I come from, I'm saying I know a lot of people can understand where I'm coming from when it comes to my mama didn't notice, my daddy didn't notice, I had to learn this on my own. So if you feel like, well, if you know that you had to learn this on your own and you had to go seek out that knowledge, why not spread that to somebody else? But wait, let me talk about how we get that knowledge and we um, obtain this knowledge and we want to charge a fee for it. What you charging somebody to, to, to enlighten them and help them? I don't, I don't, I can't get that for the life of me. And that goes back into that whole selfish thing that I was talking about, how we so focused on what the next person got and how the next person doing this and doing that. They have taught us to hate each other. They have taught us to hate people who are a reflection of ourselves and it's sickening and it's sad. I could just cry because it, we are suffering and not only are we suffering, but we are being victimized. And I know our ancestors are like, what the fuck? Like, what y'all mean? Y'all got going through this. What, 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 what? After all of this we did, after all of that we fought for, after all of the doors we opened, after all of the ways, the things we done paid for y'all to to get to get to where you need to be and we're here we're um, zero dollars in the next 30 years i'm talking about i keep looking at this it's in my face for every hundred dollars in a white family wealth black family's hold five dollars and four cents y'all i can't even go get no lunch with five dollars and four cents things have got to change and if things don't change then you know we are going to be a, a dying species. And on that note, I want to end this podcast. And I love y'all. Peace, love, and light. And if you have any comments or questions for me, if you feel like I needed to touch on a certain um, note that I didn't touch on, please let me know. And it's an option on here on this app for you guys to leave me a message. If you are subscribed to me, you can leave me a message and I will be open to... Um, speaking you know adding a part two if this caught your attention and a part two uh with allowing people to come in and speak their piece and you know for your voice to be heard because i feel like we all need to this needs to be the topic of discussion for like ever for the next 30 years for the next 40 years for the next 50 years until we're like okay that ain't happening to us we not we're not gonna do that so hey i want to say bye black um you know Buy black, buy black. Find a way to buy black. And I know it's hard because a lot of these black stores are like online, but we got to get active. We got to start doing stuff in our own communities where we are buying black and becoming becoming solely where we go to get our things. I'm talking about from soap to toothpaste to, to shit, hair extensions um, to nails, purses, clothes, everything. Buy black, buy black. Even if you feel like Oh no, this is not, this is, this ain't gonna get us nowhere. I'm just gonna go to the store tomorrow. Keep, keep going in with each other. Keep supporting each other and building each other up because all it takes is the support from each other for us to get to where we need to be, period. So I love y'all and I'm out.